The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Happy birthday, Mr. President. It's Donald Trump's birthday in a completely unrelated story. The Inspector General's report comes out today. Four words. Current and former high-ranking members of the FBI and DOJ would very much prefer not hearing today, but they're going. They're 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 going to. Uh, by the way, if you know somebody in the FBI or DOJ that was high ranking, you know, high ranking member worked on the Hillary Clinton email. Don't say these words, Inspector General Horowitz or Michael. Okay, intentionally mixed up, so I don't put anybody. So it's not you know it's not a trigger for anybody who might be listening. Today is the day that the report of the Inspector General on whether the FBI and DOJ mishandled the Clinton email investigation is expected to be released to both Congress and the public. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Is it a coincidence? Stu, come on. Coincidence? It's his birthday. Come on. No. Probably not. No. I am probably. I don't know. I the, mean, uh, I, I'm really, they're going to, I mean, who knows? Maybe they do in Washington now. They're going to time this for his birthday. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, the probe hasn't even been made public yet, but uh, already has claimed one victim, former Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, not only fired for his actions, but he's also being considered for criminal referral. Who else gets caught in Inspector General Michael Horowitz's web is anybody's guess, but police uh, people are expecting both James Comey and Loretta Lynch are going to be burned in this. Now, I would be a little more excited if I felt anything was going to happen. I'm also going to hold my judgment until we actually read the report later this afternoon. But if it even contains a sliver of of what they are expecting this could be very damaging uh and an account of political abuse in a government agency is probably the biggest one in decades gee wait a minute didn't i say at the beginning that if this guy goes away or isn't isn't held responsible that obama would be responsible for the biggest scandal in american history since watergate today could be the day mr president if you're a big <laughs> it's, it's, the singing is bad enough is trying it? to sing it like marilyn monroe is really disturbing i have bigger it's true bazoombas than uh, that anyway. i would agree with <laughs> uh if if you're if you're a big tv or movie producer uh, I hope you have your fingers on, uh, you know, dial ready to buy the rights because this could make House of Cards look tame. You also have Obama's attorney general possibly conspiring to save their chosen presidential candidate. You have the deputy director of the FBI leaking information to the press to cover up his bias. And on top of that, that bias included his wife receiving cash donations from Clinton's allies. The plot lines go on and on and on, including more leaks from the FBI, leaks from the DOJ. And to wrap it all up, a bumbling FBI director that was either acting in incompetence or out and out arrogance and uh, his need to grab the spotlight. This story 
could be huge. This story also could provide some redemption, some for the press. If there are smoking guns in this, if the press holds these people accountable the way they would hold anyone in the Trump administration accountable, they can buy themselves some credibility. My guess is this story will be huge if it has a smoking gun in it. This story will be huge, but nothing will happen in the press and nothing will happen in Washington, which means the people will be disenfranchised and separated even further from their political leaders. Was the DOJ and FBI colluding to save a presidential candidate due to their political bias? Today is a day we just might find out. It's Thursday, June 14th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Are you judging me for the dress I wore for that song and everything? It was a little tight. Well, I haven't worn it in a while. Yeah. Seventeen eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Very good. So, what are you expecting to happen uh, with this thing? Anything? The buildup, I would say, leads you to believe it's nothing less than the full destruction of everyone who's ever worked at the FBI uh, and the DOJ. Sad. I mean, it definitely seems like it's going to be very damning. The way that the, I mean, you could just tell that the administration seems to be very excited about its release. Uh, which would indicate it's going to take down some of his the big name enemies that he has, like James Comey and and and, and that group. So that is definitely what I expect today. Uh, I would hope that I mean, you know, um, we have felt for a while that the DOJ and the FBI were becoming political organs. Um, you know, under Holder and then Lynch. I mean, the whole thing on the tarmac. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's one of the things that sort of oddly complicates this in that if you believe James Comey, which I know most don't, but if you believe James Comey, the reason why he released the letter 10 days before the election was the Loretta Lynch meeting and that it was it looked so bad. And of course, as he's admitted, he thought Hillary is going to win. So he thinks Hillary's going to win. That looks so bad. He didn't want to make it worse by... You know, finding she, out after right, like you know, people he knew about this uh, this meeting. It looked terrible. So look, let's just put the the details of the investigation where it stands out. You know, stands right now, and we'll throw them out there and see what happens. It, it, you know, you may or may not believe that, uh, but it's this, still that does make sense. It's like the only thing that does. He's not a fan of Donald Trump. No, so he wasn't trying to help. Yeah, her. yeah. It's not the, even his excuse isn't. I was trying to uh, uh, help Donald Trump. It's interesting, though, that this is what it seems to be about largely is the his handling of the Clinton email scandal, uh, which is interesting in that, you know, the letter is the, the most prominent part of that investigation. And that was not that did not hurt Trump. I mean, most people who look oh, at those helped. polls believe that that was likely the determining factor in oh, the election but I even think, if you don't I believe don't that think, it certainly didn't hurt trump i don't think it helped trump and i don't think that there is a chance um that i mean i, I think there's a, a real shot she was going to win and when that was released i think that just destroyed her chances because I mean, people are like i mean you know she is just so dirty i just i can't do it 
Yeah, she's just terrible. I mean, she was terrible she was anyway, terrible, but I think and nobody wanted holding, to. Yeah. But I think there were people on the left that were holding, you know, holding out and there was just enough. Yeah. That were affected by that and going, I just can't handle another Clinton scandal. I mean, you know, put yourself in. We've we've been so in, in you know, marinating in this election for so long. Yeah. But I mean, if you put you put yourself at the beginning of a campaign, you're launching your campaign for Congress. You're launching your campaign for Senate. And what you have in the in your back pocket is, you know, 10 days before the election, there's going to be an announcement of an FBI investigation against your opponent. How do you how do you lose an election like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. It, it may be impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump was able to do it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a very you know big surprise to a lot of people. But still, like when you get that happening in your favor 10 days before an election, it's an incredible gift. Yeah. And, and it's funny, like it may be that this is the the this is the part of the investigation that they're talking about when they say that Comey handled it poorly. But that's not a that's not a, a an anti-Trump argument, right? That's a pro-Trump argument. Uh, you know, it was something that actually helped him. So it's going to be interesting to see what parts they focus on. The Loretta Lynch thing, I think, is going to be fascinating um, because you have someone. You know, she, Clinton is under investigation in the middle of this, and Loretta Lynch is going and meeting with her husband on the tarmac. You know, in some creepy way. I have to tell you, the most important part. For me, that is really, that's so quintessential Clinton, you know? Uh, I'm interested to see what they have to say about that. I mean, I can't imagine that being okay. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Clintons are so damn slippery. Um, here's the thing that is really, I think, who's going to testify against Loretta Lynch? Who Who flipped... Uh, you know, that was on that plane and heard that conversation. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, probably no. Right. So there's nothing going to yeah. come out of that because there's nobody on that plane that is going to flip. Um, however, the the changing of the language of Comey's report, mm-hmm. that made it cr- from criminal to just sloppy. That, I think, is where the smoke is. That's going to be really fascinating, right? That part of it. And I guess like that's not an election-affecting event, per se. It's more of a... Oh, yeah, it is. Did, that would have... That if if mm-hmm. that would have come out with a criminal charge, where she was criminally negligent... So the negligent, idea would be that it would have been easier for Trump to win? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he won anyway. That's why I'm saying it's not an, it's not an election-affecting event. Right? He already won. <laughs> it's not like he right, lost. But and you're that looking was, back but, at it. But remember, right. that came out months before. Yeah, I mean that, that it would have ch- certainly changed the way that played out. Absolutely, um, you absolutely. Know, but would, again, it, the result would not have changed. He already won the election. Um, unless they pulled, unless they pulled Clinton out of there and ran someone else, which they may they, have. They may if have. She if, was, she was if she was criminally charged. Think of that. The, if she were criminally media charged, had, media would have had her back throughout it. They would have said Absolute, it was politically motivated. Absolutely. I mean, and again, in the end, she winds up losing anyway, even without that. So you're going to go back and say, okay, these processes were wrong. Okay. Justice should have been served in another way. What am I? What am I missing? Because you keep bringing up the election. What are you? Are you thinking that people are going to? be arguing about the stupid election still after this is this you no, think i think this the election be... will be completely ignored today 
I think it's not going to be even talked about. But how is this? How does any of this court. affect the election except to damage Hillary? This is, doesn't make it like, oh, see Donald Trump and they were colluding. Or right. this is this is well, all think, damaging to Clinton, right? Like on the, what they hid. And I think additionally, right, it's going to be a piece of evidence against the people who have led an investigation against Trump. Right. Like the real deal here is do you respect the stuff that comes out later about the Trump administration, good or bad? You right. Like this is I think that what's interesting to the Trump allies today is people who you need to have credibility to believe anything that comes out bad against Trump in future in Mueller and all these other investigations. Those people will likely be damaged significantly today. And that, I think, is the biggest takeaway of what comes out of this IG report. I agree. If this IG report were about Donald Trump first and then this released after, it would be a completely different story. And maybe, yeah, and maybe I'm not making this exactly clear, but what I'm going for here is the insinuation is there was they had it out for Trump the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the reason these things were changed was because Comey wanted Hillary to win or someone mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. the insinuation here. And it's like you, when you come back to at the end of the day. None of that mattered when it relates to the elect- election. Correct. Because what the, the end of that investigation was an announcement of a continuing FBI investigation 10 days before the election. Correct. So in the end. You know, it wasn't a factor there. What I think the main part of this is, is now Trump looking forward and saying, okay, maybe they come after, you know, Manafort, or maybe they come after uh, someone else that was tied to me, or maybe they come after people, uh, they they find another meeting or some email that looks bad. We're going to be able to to go to say, yeah, but these people were bad the whole time. Look at this. Look at X, Y, and Z. We have evidence of them acting poorly. You can't trust what they're doing. Correct. And that's why I think it's a big deal for people today. And I think this is why the media will have a chance to redeem some of its credibility if it holds these people's feet to the fire. Absolutely. If they say everything that they would have said if it was the Donald Trump FBI and DOJ, if they hold their feet to the fire and do not make excuses and don't just kind of cover it. Go after these people who are involved in corruption. If you do that, you'll have credibility. Some, not much, but some credibility. If they sweep this, assuming that there is a smoking gun here. If they sweep this under the table, which I, I would, I would, <laughs> I wouldn't bet my life, but maybe my youngest child's life that <laughs> that. that they will not do this. But if they cover it right, they have a chance. They're going to sweep it under the rug if there's a smoking gun. They'll say it's no big deal, and they'll argue, and it will put Wolf Blitzer in for another day and another time going, we're not enemies of the American people. No, Wolf, you're not. The American people think you're an enemy of the truth. 
Cheyenne, Daddy's talking about you on the radio. You're not necessarily hammering Wolf Blitzer specifically, are you? Did he do something particularly? Oh, you didn't hear? Oh, no. we've got to play that when we come back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Liberty Safe continues to do just an amazing job. They make great safes, and now they're making it really easy to own one. LibertySafe.com, where you can buy a Liberty Safe at a great price and receive 12 months interest-free payments with zero down and zero APR. They even offer Liberty Safes for as low as $20 a month. Liberty Safe, peace of mind, lifetime warranty, in-home delivery service unmatched in the industry. So, Liberty Safe. You're looking for a safe. You're looking for a way to protect your guns or or whatever. I mean, we we have we have in the Liberty safes uh, today and this weekend, uh, we have you know thirty million dollars worth of uh, artifacts. We're going to tell you a minute for the museum that's happening. We have a table of letters, handwritten letters from all of the presidents, all of the presidents. It's absolutely incredible. And you can just go through them this weekend. <laughs> it's nuts what we have. Anyway, we keep them in a in a Liberty Safe. Twelve months interest free payments with as low as twenty dollars a month on approved credit right now. Your values valuables are always protected with a Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com, the home of the best built safes on the planet. LibertySafe.com. We had a computer error, so we have to reboot our uh, our audio vault. Um, and, but I got to get to this Wolf Blitzer thing after the bottom of the hour, because it's it's there's no right side to this. It's frustrating on both. Um, but I I just I have to play this audio because David Gregory is in this discussion, and I cannot take it from David Gregory. Um, that's coming up. Also uh, today, actually tonight is the official uh, opening. Uh, of the uh, three-day exhibit, Rights and Responsibilities. I took uh, Stu through it uh, today. It's, it's, it's remarkable. The pre-museum, the museum that just gets you out of the heat uh, and as you're waiting to go into the actual exhibit is more impressive than any museum that we've done so far. Yeah, you, say? you kept saying, oh, the pre-museum is really nice. I'm like, what the heck is the pre-museum? What are you talking about? Well, I thought that was just the museum. It's, you know, yeah, no. there's a, a, a ton of stuff in it. It's incredible. And, and uh, as I pointed out to you, um, in a somewhat negative way, uh, you're crazy for letting people just like put their hands all over these documents. Well, they're, not, they're, they're, they're in plastic. They're in plastic, but you're, you're like, you just walk up to the table and look, just you're leafing through books of like letters written in the 16 and 1700s. And yeah, there's, there's, there's letters I from, mean, there's letters from. I don't know how far we go. I know for sure we have them up to Kennedy, um, but you're yes. you're leafing through. It's incredible. incredible. You're leafing through, and it starts at George Washington. There's there's three or four big, huge books. In fact, we have three of them right here um, that you're you open up, and you know first George Washington letters, and you can read them, uh, and then you have Thomas Jefferson, and when you see their own handwriting. And what they're talking about in these letters, it's remarkable. Yeah, you're holding, I mean, it's right in your hands. And yeah. you have, uh, I mean, we do a, hit, a series called Hands on History. It's like uh, there's legit. a new episode coming out. I think it's out right now. So. Is it out? Oh, okay. Yeah. Where, uh, Glenbeck.com for that? Uh, you go to the YouTube page at The Blaze or uh, the, Blage, uh, the, the Blaze uh, Facebook page. 
Very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's just before you even walk into the official museum. Yeah, it's which re- is crazy. It's great. Please bring your kids. If you're anywhere in this area, you, you got to come and see it. Tickets are still available. It's happening this week. The Rights and Responsibilities Museum. MercuryOne.org slash museum 2018. All right. There's just... Uh, is anybody else tired of picking the lesser of two evils on things? The one who, you know, to pick the one who you're like, okay, well, they're not telling the truth, but they're not telling the truth, and I don't know who to pick. Who's the lesser of two evils here? In the case of the defending of the truth, the bigger offender is the press only because we know their track record. Then when they had the opportunity to change the way they do things, all they did was run, you know, advertisements saying, oh, you know, this is an apple. People are telling you it's a banana, but it's actually an orange. So let's all have grapefruits Uh, or, you know, the the truth dies in the darkness. Shut up. It didn't change anything but their slogans and their advertising. There was very little meaningful self-reflection. Now, on the other hand, do you have the Trump? Do you have the tweet that Trump tweeted yesterday about the press? Yes. So funny to watch the fake news, especially NBC and CNN. They are fighting hard to downplay the deal with North Korea. 500 days ago, they would have begged for this deal. Looked like war would break out. And that's that part of it's definitely true. Yes. Um, Our country's biggest enemy is the fake news. So easily promulgated by fools. So now is he saying. Fake news. Or fake news as an entity. Because so funny to watch the fake news, especially NBC and CNN. Okay, so fake news is our biggest enemy. But that it does not belong to any certain group or organization. I think it belongs to all of us. It's an enemy. Our biggest enemy? I don't think the it's fa- biggest. Again, I th- if we have the truth, if we have the truth. Well, no. I, I mean, look, at you, you read the found, a founding document the other day. Yeah. With a guy saying, look, freedom of the press, it extends all the way to them making stuff up about people. That that's how far it goes. We don't extend ISIS's rights to the to those right. levels. But it's not that. Hang on. But it's not that. Um, we are overwhelmed with people like that. They were saying, even if there's you know, even if there's somebody out there that is doing this, we have to give them the freedom of the press. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I don't. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just. It's just we, we haven't had the truth in so long from people in Washington uh, and from people in the press. We just haven't had the truth. We don't believe anything in them anymore. And when you don't believe in something, you're very prone to believe in anything. I think yeah, yeah I think you're right. And I think there is a level of the media taking this seriously because it lets them cast themselves as victims oh jeez. you know what i mean yeah, so what like, we need uh, is another victim right and it's like l- let's be honest let me apply the bill o'reilly analysis for trump which is you know look you don't 
the fact that he's saying it's the biggest problem just means, generally speaking, he thinks it's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, it doesn't mean he actually thinks it's a bigger problem than ISIS. It doesn't mean he actually thinks it's a bigger problem than a nuclear war. So that's not the way they spun it on CNN. Listen, listen to this. This is David Gregory and uh, I don't know who else with Wolf Blitzer. Well, on the political spectrum, um, and I think that's, as David said, what you're seeing in the coverage is a lot of scrutiny of what actually happened. Um, and he would rather just uh, attack the media for daring to do our jobs which is to kind of evaluate what he's doing but let's i mean it's so unoriginal too i mean there's no president or political figure who likes the media and so he's trying to outdo nixon it's one thing not to like the media we've all worked you know uh in this news business for a long time Uh, everybody's always criticizing us and not happy with our coverage whether it was president clinton or or president bush or president they're all criticized but it's another thing to say that you know it's not north korea it's not iran it's not Not Russia, russia it's not China. It's journalists say, like us right. who, who are the enemy of the American people. One of the things that bothers me most about the president is I don't even take what he's saying seriously. It's that he's so casual about throwing out language and that you really undermine the presidency when you do that because there will be a time after Donald Trump, believe it or not, and he is doing damage to this notion of do we believe what the president says. But we live in an stop, environment stop, where... Stop, stop for a second. Did your head explode yet? Because uh, mine did. I, luckily, I've wrapped it in duct, duct tape. So, so I still have all the pieces. So when I get to the hospital, they can say, oh, did you hear David Gregory on TV? <laughs> That's what he's in for. It's like, yeah, another, another blown head. Uh, I can't take David Gregory saying that. Now, there's, let, me, let me start at the beginning. First of all, uh, whoever the woman was, she said, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like he's uh, daring us to do our job. I, I'm daring you. I, I bet you won't do your job. I bet you won't do a fair balanced job in whatever the ig report is today you will not treat it the same way as you will treat whatever comes out next on donald trump i guarantee it i dare you to do your job now she thinks that she's a victim it's like he's just daring us to do our job that's what we do no it is what you're supposed to. That's what the well, I don't even know what the textbook says now, but that's what the textbooks used to say. But you haven't done your job. Then, well, it's you know what I, David Gregory, I speak French, so uh, let me tell you this is also unoriginal. I mean, Jerry Lewis was doing things like this a long time ago, and we all know he was a genius. So this is nothing. Oh, okay. So it's unoriginal. Okay. Then Wolf chimes in and says, you know, to say that we're the enemy, you know, Iran, China, ISIS, Satan. Now, he didn't say any of that. He didn't compare you to that. Did you hear him compare to to ISIS or Iran? I heard Wolf compare the media and say that Donald Trump said that, but he just said it's our it's our biggest enemy. Yeah, I mean, he, you're right. He didn't, uh, I mean, people are just saying what they think are the biggest enemies and saying they're bigger enemies. Right. right. Um, but I mean, you're right. It's the only thing strat- we have to fear is fear itself. No, no, actually, uh, you know, the guys who are, you know, across the, the, the ocean, they're pretty scary. <laughs> like he's, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Right, right. Have you seen the Great Depression, FDR? Shut up. Shut up. Now, I am defending Trump more than I should be because I wildly disagree with his tweets. 
He stirs up trouble, which in some ways would be a blessing if you had a Republican in office that realized he's providing you cover. Whether he knows it or not, you could get anything passed today. <laughs> When's the last time they talked about a oh, bill? When's the last time the media talked about anything? Anything. Think about Donald Trump. What a big uh, issue over the years the right to try has been and how hard that's been for Republicans Nobody to get through. It, it, it passed. And, and nobody talk, don't even notice. We talked about it for like 20 minutes. Right. That's it. As a nation, they, we talked about it for 20 minutes. You can get anything done. If they had any principles, there'd be a 2% flat tax on oh the board right now and that they'd be getting nobody, through. And no one would even notice. Would they wouldn't notice. even talk about it. No. They'd be like, oh, well, look what t- Trump tweeted today. I don't think that that's what he's doing. But that's how <laughs> you take lemons and turn them in to lemonade. But anyway. Uh, so then David Gregory <laughs> says, and I want to read it exactly. Do we believe what the president says? Do we believe in what the president says? Okay. He's so casual about throwing out language and you really undermine the presidency. You really undermine the presidency when you do that. Because there will be a time after Donald Trump, believe it or not, and he's doing damage to the notion of do we believe what the president says? If, David, let me, uh, let me say like this. So you think that maybe I'm a little more intellectual, huh? Uh, David, uh, maybe somebody else was uh, saying this uh, in the uh, prior administration, that uh, what you're doing by allowing the president to say, uh, everybody's going to get $2,500. Uh, you'll be able to keep your health insurance. And this is crazy about <laughs> death panels. What are death panels? You created the environment where you told the American people you can get away with anything. Ally, uh, let me think. What is it the press despises about the people who support Donald Trump? You know, besides their normal people that don't go to cocktail parties in Central Park. Besides that, what is it that they don't like about those people? They're saying... This, what do you have to do? What does he have to do before you pay attention? Before you say, oh, this is outrageous. I, this is crazy. Now, let me just rewind a little bit. When the president said, oh, absolutely, you, you'll be able to keep your doctor because we want you to have the doctor, except not the doctors that are cutting people's feet off. Let me see, David, what did you just say here is uh, he's so he undermines a presidency because he's so casual about throwing out language. You mean like when the president says, you know, just to save uh, or just to make an extra uh, 50 bucks, we have doctors in the country cutting people's feet off when they have diabetes. Really? You mean like that? I dare you to do your job. I dare you to do your job. I've taken a lot of heat for coming down on this president. Why? Because I'm doing your job. You're not. You have become 
mentally deranged with Donald Trump, where he can do no good. You are rooting against safety and nuclear vaporization. If you would have done your job, you would have been saying what I was saying under Bush and under Obama. You cannot let Iran or North Korea get nuclear weapons because once they do and they can deliver them, you have no good options because the only thing you say to somebody with nuclear weapons is, yes, sir, we'll meet. But you didn't do your job. You made excuses during the last administration. You blamed the administration before. And you made excuses for the one before that. I'm, I've learned from you. I am not going to be a mouthpiece for anyone. I will call them as I see them. Currently, I'm seeing a lot of really good things happening in the world. Now, you might disagree with my worldview. But at least I'm willing to say that. At least I'm willing to say, this is my worldview. These are the things that I think are right and wrong. And here's why. I believe that the Palestinians are wrong. And here's why. I believe also that the Palestinians are being used by their politicians. It's not that hard to figure out. It's really not. If you can't see the difference between people who are leading the Palestinians who will kill homosexuals, enslave women and children, and you want to compare them to the Israelis, how do I even listen to you when you're trying to tell me what the truth is? I know it's a horse apiece, but there comes a time when it's so blatantly clear. Now, you've done this for decades, and we've all just taken it because we had to. We had no other choice. Then we got cable news. Now the genie's really out of the bottle because now we have the Internet, and we can tell you you have it wrong. You don't understand the American people and you have an agenda. For anybody who wants to be a journalist, anybody who is, do not become a mouthpiece for either side. Call them as you see them. Even if people disagree with you, even if you turn out to be wrong, as long as you admit that you were wrong, once you figure out that you were wrong and there's evidence to support it. Please, David Gregory, uh, maybe you should go have a, 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 another uh, croissant. Maybe in France, where we would not have to look at you anymore. <sighs> All right. George Soros may be a sign that more institutional investors are starting to get interested in cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency has taken a beating in the last few days. Um, and venture capital business founder of, uh, uh, by the Rockefeller fan, uh, family, Venrock, 
is now getting into crypt, uh, cryptos. The Rockefellers have rumored net worth of $1 trillion dollars. Uh, and made a fortune investing in new tech early through Venrock, including Apple and Intel, and they're now starting to get into it. Rothschilds are now getting into cryptos as well. Goldman Sachs is doing it. No matter what you think about these people, you can't argue they know how to make money. If Bitcoin performs like it did in 2017, it'll be worth 10 times more by this time next year. I don't know. Find out yourself. Take our smart crypto course at 877-PBL-BECK, 877-PBL-BECK. Learn all you need to know about crypto with the Smart Crypto Course at smartcryptocourse.com. Glenn Beck. So students on campus uh, say that Christians should absolutely have to bake cakes for same-sex weddings. But when asked the question... Uh, if an African-American baker were asked to make a cake for a Klan rally, should they be forced to do it? Absolutely not. Maybe this explains the other poll. More millennials are embracing socialism, even communism now. And we will give you this story and what to do about it coming up. Glenn Beck. Now, if you heard the following headline, I think a lot of people were like, this is a new sort of drug. Headline, quote, the police took my moon dust, the whole vial of my moon dust. All right. <laughs> Have you had moon dust before? Um, it's not a new term. That's literal moon dust. Uh, here's what happened. The story involves a woman who is fighting now to get her literal moon dust back. Her name is Laura Sicko. She is suing uh, NASA. She she claims that NASA came in and took her vial of moon dust, a gift that she was given by Neil Armstrong himself. Her father was friends with Armstrong. And when she received the gift a few decades ago as a 10 year old girl, it didn't mean very much to her. She was 10. It wasn't until she found the vial raped, uh, wrapped in a paper towel between her mother's quilts while sifting through her late parents' belongings. That's when she went, oh my gosh, I completely forgot he gave me moon dust. So it is signed by Neil Armstrong, and she has the letter. And the, uh, I'm trying to see what the letter says uh, to Laura, uh, Laura and Murray, best of luck, Neil Armstrong, Apollo 11. That's incredible. Now, NASA heard about this, and NASA stepped in and said, all lunar material belongs to us because it's actually, it's actually just desert sand because we never went to the... Oh, oh did I say that out loud? <laughs> all right. So they have in the past seized moon rocks right out of people's hands. You, you don't mess with NASA. Now, apparently, according to the BBC, theft of lunar material is a real problem. In 2002, three NASA interns stole samples worth an estimated $21 million from the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Okay, they were interns at NASA. That sounds to me like a security problem. The 270 lunar samples given as gifts by the uh, U.S. to foreign governments, about 150 of those are apparently missing. Here's, I can guarantee you here's what happened. Somebody 
sold the moon dust. They were given to somebody as a gift. You know, the United States would like to present you with this vial of moon dust. Oh, that's cool. And then they sold it. Now it's being sold on the, quote, black market. Now, she says this isn't this is more than just moon dust. She said this is my property. It's not lunar property, and it is not the property of NASA. It is mine. She said, and this means this is the memory of my father as well. When I was a little girl, my father was the superhero. She apparently is not getting the moon dust back. The government has no right to come in and take your property. Period. It is why we broke away from Great Britain. The government does not own your property. And that is intellectual property? That is your body as a property? Or your literal crap-in-your-house property? Life, liberty, and property. It's Thursday, June 14th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Boy, this really bothers me. And, 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 and you might say, well, it, well why? I'm, I don't have any lunar dust. It's not going to bother me. Well, this goes to, uh, uh, this goes to uh, what do you call it, Stu, where they're taking everybody's uh, money from them without a warrant? It's um, civil asset forfeiture. Civil asset forfeiture. Where they just come in and take it. They can come in and take your money. They can come in and take anything without charging you. This is wrong. And here's why this is one reason why this is so important. We have in our studios as of tonight, $30 million worth of artifacts. Many of them American founding documents. We have in our studios, the Gettysburg Address. Handwritten by by Abraham Lincoln. Are you kidding me? We have documents that we have. We have the um, uh, one document that is the counter. Actually, this I think this one is owned by a friend of ours, Brent Ashworth. The the Library of Congress or the National Archives has one letter to George Washington. We have the response, or he has the response. Well, that's private hands. At any time, they can come in and say, you know what? That's a founding document. You know what? Uh, that letter from Thomas Paine, uh, that information uh, that you have in Abraham Lincoln's own handwriting showing that he was a deep um, Christian that understood the Bible inside and out from a letter in, 19, in 1890, I'm sorry, in 1852, years to almost a decade before they said that he found religion from a pastor saying, yeah, here's what he was teaching in our church. Wait, wait, can they take that? We're sitting here with uh, books of, and you're going to be able to see this. If you come to our museum uh, and I'm going to take you through it on TV tonight, in case you can't come, I'll take you through parts of it and we'll do some Facebook stuff too. Um, but I'm looking through letters now. Here's a letter from Abraham Lincoln. Uh, there's letters from Jackson. There's letters from Jefferson. 
uh, Washington, Coolidge, you name it. We have all this stuff and you can come and you can look through it. Now, who's to say that the government can't come in and just say, you know what? This is all this is all American history and this all belongs to the American people. They can do that. You we cannot allow the government to start gobbling things up and just saying, nope, that's ours. No, it's not. No, it is not. But are we going to be sheep? Most likely, yes, we're going to be sheep. I'm just I'm amazed by that because you're right. Any any historical figure they could all or any or document they could all argue. Oh well, that's actually ours. Yeah, uh, you know uh, that's it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, their their position seems to actually be be we own the moon, therefore you can't have any of it. Right. <laughs> like no, I don't. She's think. got a letter from <laughs> Neil Armstrong yeah. saying, "Hey, here, I give in this to you." What is that? Yeah, I was looking through this. Uh, we have this is one of the most amazing things that I've seen. Um, just generally speaking, when you come to the museum, it's you know I, I feel like museums actually not even the right word for this. I don't I don't know what it is, but it's like you're you're actually able to interact with these things, right? A lot of this is there's really cool ways these are things are being displayed it's not like you're walking up to a case and just looking at things this in particular in the what you were calling the pre-museum are there these books there's these giant books and they just have cool letters from james madison and you know thomas jefferson and woodrow wilson as well oh. was just flipping oh i pick up one of these books and the first like five pages are just stuff about woodrow wilson I'm like, <laughs> and it's just they're like private writings things that they had not necessarily like you know massive uh documents that you yeah. you know of and a lot some of them, of them are some of, some them, of them are and but it's i think that a lot of times you find the most interesting stuff in those secondary documents yes, like we talked about with um with uh the original draft of the declaration of independence thomas jefferson known as this evil slave owning racist uh his i would say his main motivation in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence was to put it in the king's face about slavery. Yeah. And say, it's I, a, I can't believe you wanted to do this here you and can, we're breaking away because of it. You can tell his passion because it's in his own handwriting. Yeah. And he changes. Yeah, it like gets aggressive. It, like yeah, it's crazy. Like capitalizations you, and, yeah, and When you're looking words. at it, you're like, what the, look at this. Yeah. This guy deeply, deeply was passionate about that. And really, and the, the word that stands out more than any uh, two of them, uh, but Christian is one of them. And you think, well, I mean, first of all, you know, Jefferson is he's he's been just dragged through the mud for so many mm. different things. But here he's mocking the king for saying he's a Christian while still having slavery. I mean, think of what a what a what a that's a, an amazing thing. Now that one you can find the text of it in certain places. It's still hard to find. You can find the text of it. The document is here. You see the actual real one, um, one of the original copies of it. This is uh, this one I thought was fascinating. We just had a major Supreme Court ruling um, a few weeks ago talking about sports gambling mm-hmm. and how what the government has oh, I know done. What this is. I love this uh, with with gambling was unconstitutional, illegal. Mm-hmm. You can't do what they did. So now states will be able to kind of choose for themselves whether they want to have uh, sports gaming or not. But I thought this was interesting because you go back to the, we, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's it's a, it's a terrible vice. People should be able to founders do it. Founders wouldn't have had it. Founders, wouldn't founders have had didn't that, do this. Right? Here, 
it, on this page right here, this ticket, number 350, shall entitle uh, to whatever prize may happen to be drawn against its number in the Mountain Road Lottery, signed G. Washington. Uh-huh. And underneath, it gives the description, this curious item from the Blue Laws days would make some of the modern Puritans gasp. Yet here is documentary proof that the father of our country did at one time run a lottery. Crazy. I mean, that's crazy. insane. It's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you can go through this page after page, and this is what's great about this, is it's not like we're telling you, hey, you come into the museum, focus on this, look at this, look at this. I mean, there's certain items that you certainly want to draw your attention to, but this, you're just flipping through and you're finding stuff. It's like you're, if you feel like you're Indiana Jones, like you're like discovering like uh, really little is. bits of pieces of I history love, that people don't know. It's what I love about history mm. is that's Jefferson, isn't it? No, it's not clean enough. Who is that? Here? No, the other one. This one here? Yeah. Uh, let's see. see uh, oh, yeah, just just pick it up. and just. This is uh, Adams. Adams. I can't tell if it's... You uh, can tell the, the Adams oh, and Clint. Jefferson both wrote really, really small, but Jefferson's writing is, when you see Jefferson's handwriting, it's beautiful. It's like, it's crazy. I don't know how he did it. See how yeah. Sam Adams, I could tell that that wasn't Jefferson. I looked at it and it was small, so I thought it was. But you could tell, see how it's all crooked? Yeah. Okay, how, you know, there's no lines on the paper. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a Jefferson letter yet? Uh, I don't know if I've seen one in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's yep. Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that handwriting. It's super, super small. It's perfect. And everything is perfectly straight. It's incredible, and all that there's. And what's great about it too is some of these guys. Yeah, I think they were doctors because the handwriting's not so great. His is beautiful. His is great. However, there's printed pages where you get to actually see exactly what's what written on wrote, the page. Yeah. So, I mean, you really can pick up little bits and pieces of history. And actually, you know, it's weird to be. I, you almost feel bad flipping through the books and actually taking the pages and moving them. But like, you actually get to kind of handle these. I know, but still, it's it's not just paper. What do you have to do for the uh, Gettysburg Address? Tell me, it's it's just paper. Tell me, tell me the process they're doing right now with the Gettysburg Address, <laughs> hey. and then tell me it's just paper. Okay, so you're ready. So this, so the big case arrives today. All right, and it's in this this one piece of paper. It's the Gettysburg Address, one piece of paper in this like vault. Okay, <laughs> and it, it uh, has to remain sealed until it goes into the room where it is going to be held. It can't be in the main atrium. It has to be in my office because we had to take temperature and humidity readings all around the building for two days to see where it's stable. And the only place because the doors are always opening and everything else. And I have double, you know, I have a, you know, you come through my assistant's office and then you to come to mine. So it's the most stable room in the building. So it has to sit in there. They're going to come. It's going to be delivered today by two armed security guys that have to be with it all the time. Um, They're going to unseal the case and then not take it out, just unseal the case. And then it slowly has to adjust to the humidity and temperature of the room. And it cannot be moved for 24 hours. Then, after it has adjusted to the room, then they can move it and place it where it's supposed to be. <laughs> that it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's the handwritten Gettysburg Address. I know, and certainly, you know, these letters not necessarily, you know, to that level, but still, they're pieces of real history. No, I know. I I feel that way every time I touch the Thomas Paine. I just can't believe that we 
That, that's, that's such a piece of it. I can't believe that even exists. The today. Thomas Paine letter? The letter that he's talking to Sam Adams going, I'm not an atheist. I believe in God. And here's why I did it. I did it because the French were, they're atheists. They were, fine, I understand they were against religion. I'm against religion. But religion has been so horribly twisted over in France that that put them against God. And I was trying to speak their language and say, no, no, no. Believe in God. Don't believe in religion. That's fine. But believe in God. And he's making this case. And here's this known, a guy known in history is that dirty little atheist. And I'm, I'm looking, it's going to be at the museum this weekend. You can read it. It's like, it's crazy. It, all of the, the things that we have this weekend, so many of them just turn history upside down. You're like, no, that's not what happened. Well, yes, I read about it when I was a kid. No, no. Here is the actual document. Read it. It's crazy. Just crazy. We have a, up on the uh, Studio uh, 19, uh, which is kind of part of the pre-museum, uh, we have a whole table of black history and letters and artifacts from these amazing... Did you know we had a black general uh, in the Civil War? <laughs> I didn't know that either. Mm, no. Uh, it, it, really amazing stuff. Anyway, Rights and Responsibilities Museum is happening this weekend, and we're also going to be showing it. If you can't come out, uh, we're going to be showing it on uh, TV and giving you a tour on TV as well. Tickets are available at museum or mercuryone.org slash museum2018. Um, also, um, I really I want to talk to you a little bit about how millennials are now accepting commun- not just socialism, communism. We get to that when we come back. In 2017, the Better Business Bureau heard more than 5,000 complaints about alarm companies. That puts home security in the top 10 most complained about industries. So how do you, how do you, how do you, I mean, do you want to hassle with a security company? You know, the security companies are bilking you. They are. Simply Safe, they they charge you fourteen dollars and ninety five cents a month to monitor your house. Send cops if there's a problem. Okay, fourteen ninety five. How much are you paying if you have you know one of Wells Fargo or one of these guys? How much are you paying? Fifty, sixty dollars. How long is your contract? Simply Safe has no hidden fees, no contract, and fourteen dollars and ninety five cents a month. That's come on. That's why they have an A plus rating with the BBB. And everybody else is getting complained about to the Better Business Bureau. They also have 40,000 five-star reviews online. You own the system. There's no contracts and your family is safe. What else do you want? Learn more today at simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Protect your home and your family with A-plus home security from simplysafebeck.com. All right, so things are getting um, things are getting bad <laughs> uh, with millennials um, because things are not self-evident, and I've changed my mind on this. I used to think, you know, I could go to China, anywhere in the world, and ask people, should the government be able to do this to you? In a lot of places, the answer would be yes. They do have a right. 
They do have a right. A lot of places just in Europe, but let alone China, where you've been trained to answer to the government. We hold these truths to be self-evident, life, liberty, and property. That was due to our training. That was due to the pilgrims coming over and really trying to figure out the right way to live your life. And then the righteous people, not the, you know, not the crazy people and not the people who are coming over to England just to get rich, but the righteous people raised children and they raised enough of them to be our founders. And they found those things to be self-evident, but it came from quite honestly, indoctrination of the rights of man. This is now slipping away from us to where things are not self-evident. There's a new poll out that shows more and more millennials, the largest voters, the largest voting bloc now in America, more and more uh, millennials, not only believe in socialism, but they are now beginning to consider communism as an alternate to what we have. More on this in a second. The, um, the IG report has just been released. Um, in a nutshell, Stu, uh, give the report. It doesn't seem to me to be... Uh, it's bad, but it, it doesn't show that there was any political motivation. Yeah, it echoes a, uh, a lot of the stuff that you got from uh, previous memos. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one, remember when they fired Comey, the initial sort of justification for that was this memo that was written by Rod Rosenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they kind of later talked about it as, as it related to the Russia investigation and all these other things. But that was the initial thing was that he handled the Clinton email scandal poorly. Uh, and that's essentially what the this report about the IG report says. Bloomberg has it. They have the actual IG report. They say, um, here's a quote from it. While we did not find that these decisions were the result of political bias on Comey's part, we nevertheless concluded that by departing so clearly and dramatically from FBI and department norms, the decisions negatively impacted the perception of the FBI and the department as fair uh, administrator, administrators of justice. Uh, that is what the IG wrote. Um, you kind of go through it and you see a, a bunch of you know claims about that he handled these things poorly, that he, he, he stepped out of the bounds of what was normal uh, for the FBI to do as far as publicizing some of these things before they were done, etc. But it does not say that, you know, at least... Again, this is yeah, I, 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 I caution because it's a Bloomberg report about the report. I have not right. read the report. So yet. we are trying to get the actual full report here mm-hmm. in the next couple of minutes. And we will um, uh, get a summary to you as soon as we have it. We hope to have it in the next uh, 10 minutes or so. So we will give you another update on this. Uh, but we don't want to give you information that we're getting secondhand from, especially from only one source, Bloomberg. Um, all right. M- millennials are now starting to um, embrace socialism. And that is because they aren't being told what socialism is. If you ask millennials, you know, what do you think of socialism? They all think it's neat. When you ask them, what is it? How does it work? They don't understand. And they've, they've never, they haven't lived through it. And so even now, communism 
is starting to sound good. Um, tonight on The Blaze, the Soviet story. It's a three-hour block tonight. Um, this amazing movie that was made in 2008, a documentary. It was made by a guy in, where's he from, Latvia? Stu, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Edvin Snore is the guy. And um, he, he made this movie because he was tired of the West dismissing Europe's biggest butcher, and that is Stalin. He grew up under communism, and he did his research, and he uncovered things that people hadn't seen. Nobody had seen, and, and found things and connections to the National Socialists, uh, the Nazis, and even here in America on how we were covering for things. It shows you the crimes of of Stalin and starts really with Lenin right at the revolution. There's parts of it that when you read Lenin's writings about the extermination of the undesirables, the people that were problems, he talks about people literally as insects and that we need to exterminate these insects before they infest everything. It is terrifying, terrifying, incredible. And if you, you know, if you kind of are told, well, you know, the, the you hear so much about the Soviet Union not being, uh, you know, they were our allies. And uh, look, they had they did some bad things are not as bad as, as, as the Nazis. First of all, they were first allies with the Nazis. And it walks you through that whole thing, which is largely lost to history, at least for most people. Where they go through all the agreements that they had, how they worked together. It was just the Nazis kind of double-crossed them. And that's why they initially, eventually sided with us. It wasn't because they were aligned with us ideologically. It wasn't because they were even aligned with us on the threat of Hitler. They didn't care, really, if Hitler did all, all sorts of uh, crazy things, as long as it didn't affect them. Right. They, they, they were allies. They signed an agreement. And then Hitler betrayed them and then slaughtered their people as he marched. He tried to march to Moscow. And they discuss, they they go through all of that and in, you know, inarguable ways prove that that happened and how it happened. And then go into how similar the ideologies were. I mean, you know, you've seen documentaries before. You know that largely speaking, they'll do anything they can to spin it towards a progressive narrative mm-hmm. of history. This is the exact opposite. It shows you know, even to the point where they have they, they dug up. Um, posters from the Soviets and from the Nazis, and showing the imagery almost identical. It's mm-hmm. as if, as as I think Edvin said in uh, in the uh, interview, um, that it is almost as if it was written or drawn by the same artist. You see it; it's like exactly the same messages, exactly the same imagery. Um, it's what's amazing is if you look at that same art, and then you come to the United States, that same art was also here and it's it's epicenter is really rockefeller center i mean it is the same kind of strong man kind of of (laughs) art now you're talking propaganda art yeah and it and that propaganda art that is actually saying you know uh you know extolling socialism that is almost ripped off i mean like exactly it's it's crazy it's crazy 
Yeah, so it's, it starts at 7 p.m. tonight on The Blaze, and you're, you're going to get the documentary, uh, The Soviet Story, which is awesome, and then also additional material about the background of communism and all the effects that have happened, which you're going to, you host. Um, and this, so it's like a three-hour block. It's a great fit for this weekend with the museum going on, looking at the truth about history, as opposed to kind of the narrative you always get. You're going to, you know, how many times you go through this, You'll watch these two, uh, these, I think it's three hours total. You'll get two hours of documentary, an hour of additional material that we've, we've put together. You go through that, and he, half the arguments you have about history uh, with people that you know on the left, you will now have the documentary proof to win. If you have, um, if you have younger kids, uh, I don't, do not watch. If your kids are sensitive at all, don't watch this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really... It's very brutal, um, it, it, but it is once you watch you watch it once and you will never forget it. Mm-hmm. And it um, I don't know how exactly to say this, but you will. You're grateful that this documentary exists because it's nothing that anyone has ever made before. You know, how many hours do guys sit around and watch the story of, you know, the Nazis. Oh, God, yeah. There's many, multiple networks that basically only run Nazi, Nazi material. Right, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all cable. Would you, would you count Alex Jones as one? Anyway, um, so uh, there's, there's, we watch that stuff for hours, those documentaries. You don't see it about the Soviet Union. You will tonight and make sure that you watch it with your, your older kids and learn the truth about socialism and communism, not from an American perspective, but from somebody who lived behind the Iron Curtain. And, do- and, and buried himself in archives for months and months and months yeah. and months doing this. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Blaze, the slash TV is where you can go to watch it. Right. And it will air tonight. It's a three hour special, uh, but also it will be for subscribers only as soon as it after after it airs. It will also uh, be up at the blaze dot com slash TV don't miss this it's a real opportunity to learn the truth that none of us were taught so if i said to you you can totally change the look of your house just by just by changing your window treatments just by changing the blinds it will totally transform a lot of people have a hard time even thinking about that and so what blinds.com did is they put a really cool section on their website before and after pictures. Now, some of these are, you know, they're really nice. They didn't change all the furniture and everything else. All they did was change the window treatments. You can see what just a little change does. And you look at one and you're like, okay, well, that's, that's not even bad. That's kind of good. Wow. Look how much better it looks before and after just from regular customers. They're going to guide you through the entire measure and install process for free. You get free samples, free shipping. If you need the design consultation, you can you can go to the website and you can look the before and after and say, that's kind of like mine. I think of something like that. But then you can also get the design uh, person on the phone free and they will take you step by step. Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings for many reasons. And right now, this offer ends today by one. 60% off site-wide. Okay? Buy one and get 60% off of everything else site-wide. 
blinds.com slash back. That's blinds.com slash back. Offer ends today. Blinds.com slash back. Rules and restrictions do apply. Glenn Beck. All right, we're going to have... Um, uh, going to have a complete rundown here in about 40 minutes of the IG report. Uh, and uh, we can give you a little bit more perspective on what this uh, what this is said, um, although we have not finished reading the entire thing ourselves. No. Um, so this is what's, I think, important. The initial reports from sort of mainstream sources are starting to filter out. What I think you can do with those is set the best case scenario for what it says the best reading of it from uh from the perspective uh of people who don't like donald trump right so what's the best perspective what's the best way to look at this uh from people who don't like the administration what you see here is uh, and these are quotes so this is definitely in there while we did not find these decisions were the result of political bias on Comey's part, we nevertheless concluded that by departing so clearly and dramatically from FBI and department norms, the decisions negatively impacted the perception of the FBI and the department as fair administrators of justice. What most of this appears to be is to essentially say that James Comey screwed up. It was not his intention to, uh, it was not a political bias intention and one of the reasons you can kind of believe that is what they're saying is he screwed up to hurt Clinton. He did screw up, but he screwed up to hurt Clinton, not Trump. Now, I am going to bet you a large amount of money that when we actually get the full report and we're able to read it, we're going to find plenty of examples in which he also screwed up in ways that hurt Trump. However, what's coming out now is that uh, he did screw up he shouldn't have, for example, gone out and done a press conference about the findings of the Clinton uh, email uh, scandal, right? Like, remember, if you remember, he came out and he said, look, she was really bad. She acted, uh, you know, really, what was the, there was a phrasing issue there. Yeah, there was a, they changed it from reckless to yeah. irresponsible. It wasn't yeah, it was, that, but it was something like that. Right. One is a legal term that means you've you've illegally handled handled documents. The other is like, ah, you know what? You shouldn't have handled them that way. Now, they also, what's another part of this, which is interesting, that was one of the big things I think conservatives were looking at here, or Republicans were looking at, saying, hey, uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, uh, not my wife, another Lisa Page, uh, exchanged text messages um, and they were really negative about Trump and and struck as the guy who changed that phrasing from the legal term to just the damaging term for Hillary Clinton. It was one of the requests. It also came from other places uh, higher up in the administration. Um, and are we going to see evidence that that it, it, it was politically motivated? It does appear, again, by initial reporting that they're saying uh, it was not politically motivated, that struck and pages text did not, in fact, uh, uh, affect the investigation now again i think you could fairly not believe that yeah however if the ig report is concluding it i mean we you know we've the build-up to this has been so dramatic you that have to we have to believe somebody at some point we have to believe somebody don't we are we going to continue to reject this and then we'll want another report on this report? And well, I think, look, there's a there's a large swath of the media that is going to take their sides on this either way. This is what we try to do is be neither of those guys. 
You know, I mean, that's what this show is, whether you like it or not. We try to come in here and not be the people who are going to tell you only the positive things from this. And we're going to try to be the people that tell you not that mainstream media, everything is terrible for Trump in there. Um, My guess is you're going to find people, um, you know, that are real fans uh, of the president and really dedicated that are going to find things in here. And they may very well be completely legitimate. We don't have the full report. That's why I'm 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 making sure to be very careful here to tell you that I don't have any reason to believe the end all be all of this report is that it was not all that bad. Right. Because, right? Like, we're, because getting we're getting it, it only from the media and through their lens and they're pulling the things out that, you know, they're looking they, that for. They're looking for. Right. So I think when you have, um, you know, people who are allied to Trump, people who really don't like Comey will go through this and find the most damaging stuff on that. And I don't believe that's out there yet. So that's an important part of that's why we also have two people right now in our research department that are reading these documents and trying to figure out exactly what they say, any of the documents that we can get our hands on at this point um, and, and figure out what it says. And of course, by tonight uh, with the news and why it matters, we will have all of the information um, and we'll be able to really give you a digest of that by 530. And, of course, uh, tomorrow Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us um, around this time as well. There is uh, another piece of news that we uh, wanted to get to today. Um, and we're going to, you know what, I tell you what, we have a, a couple of other things that we have to um, take care of. I, I really, if we can... I really want to get to the the students that were just polled and talked about, you know, should gay bakers, I'm sorry, should straight bakers that are religious have to make wedding cakes? Everybody says yes. Then they say, should African-American bakers have to make a cake for a Klan rally? The answer is no. But you can hear the wheels just <laughs> grind to a halt. We have to play that audio for you coming up. Glenn Beck. Okay, so this is why I believe in America. Because I believe in the people of America. I don't believe necessarily in the government. I mean, it's nice. It's, you know, the best one around. But that ain't saying much. But the people of America and the ingenuity is what changes everything. Now, I know, progressively speaking, it seems utterly impossible to address America's you know, infrastructure problem outside of the government, because, I mean, who else could possibly do that? Who else could work on our roads? I mean, you're not going to just let anybody do it. You know, what are you going to have? Are you going to let Domino's Pizza do it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. This week, Domino's announced that they're giving grants to towns across America to fix potholes in the roads. The initiative is called, wait for it, Paving for Pizza. Now, I could make some, you know, really bad crust jokes here, but I'm not going to because Domino, Domino's is doing something remarkable. Why? Business, that's why. They're in the pizza delivery business. They say potholes aren't ideal for pizzas bouncing around, you know, in the shotgun seat of the pots of the uh, the Domino's pizza delivery car. So they want to get rid of potholes because, quote, 
potholes can cause irreversible damage to your pizza during the drive home, and we can't stand by while your cheese slides to one side, your toppings get untopped, and your boxes get flipped. So we're helping to pave towns across the country to save your good pizza from these bad roads. Now, do I believe that that's what they're doing? Eh, maybe. They're d- being really brilliant in advertising in a way that people appreciate more than just a clever ad. It's why the ads for the news media, they don't work. You know, this is apple. This is an orange. Here's a banana. And that's why what we deliver is a little bit of each of these and a watermelon. It doesn't match their performance. What people want is action. So, you're driving down a road that has terrible potholes, and you know that Domino's Pizza did that? You know, I might give Domino's another shot. Give them a call. Order their pizza. Their website even allows you to select the severity of the pothole, then watch a video from inside of a pizza box to see exactly what happens to your pizza. Spoiler alert, it's not, it's not good. Domino's has also been testing those self-driving police uh, pizza delivery cars, so you can bet potholes are not very good for that technology either. Now, here's what you can do. You can go online and nominate your town to be selected by Domino's to fix your potholes in your community. Domino's cares about America's crumbling roads. But we care even more about pizza integrity. You know what? With the lack of integrity that happens in America today, I'll celebrate pizza integrity. It's Thursday, June 14th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. So Will Witt uh, is a guy. He is uh, with Prager University, and he has just had, sorry, one of his videos. One of his videos go wildly viral. Uh, It was on the Boy Scouts. Uh, He's a a former Eagle Scout or an Eagle Scout. Um, It's not like they've taken away his Eagle, Um, but uh, he's an Eagle Scout and uh, felt passionately about you know, Boy Scouts changing. And he did a video and it has gone viral to the tune of 15 million views. Uh, and he's here to talk about it. Will, oh. welcome. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. They say uh, uh, you said it didn't take away my Eagle Scout. There were plenty of people who saw my video and said that it should be revoked after that video. It's just a th- why did it go viral? Did it go viral because people were hungry for the message or people were angry at the message? I think a little bit of both because I got people who are on the left, you know, the more liberal side of the spectrum who agreed with me, who loved the video and said, you know, I don't want um, my little girl around a bunch of grown men. I don't. I think it's disruptive to uh, what the Boy Scouts is all about. And so really it was people on all sides saying we're hungry for this message and we needed someone to speak up and speak out against this, right? But then it also went viral, I think, because of the amount of, you know, dislike for it and the amount of hate that I got for it. And people wanted to share with people and say, look at this uh, sexist guy coming on here and telling us about uh, what we should do with the Boy Scouts. He doesn't know anything. He should have his Eagle Scout revoked. So tell me about the message. What did you what did you say in the in the video? I was saying in the My Boy Scouts video that it's not the Boy Scouts' responsibility 
to help fix the Girl Scouts, for one, because, uh, you know, that's kind of what they're expecting us to do. All the girls who didn't like my video said, um, basically, that uh, that the Girl Scouts aren't good enough for them and that they need to be in the Boy Scouts. And I said, that's not our problem. We don't need to fix the Boy Scouts so that you can be involved in it. If you don't like the Girl Scouts, you can either, A, fix your program or you can start a new program. You don't have to come into the Boy Scouts and make us do uh, what you want to do now. Why wreck the Boy Scouts? Exactly, exactly. And so, and then the other part of the message was that the Boy Scouts are about building young men. For me, as a, a kid in Boy Scouts, you know, before the nice hair that I have now, I was definitely a more shy, uh, not as outgoing guy before. And the Boy Scouts, through all the lessons in it and uh, the male role models, taught me to be confident and taught me hard work and you know, I didn't grow up with a dad, and so my grandpa was really a big father figure for me, and I did Boy Scouts with him, and, you know, having that connection without any girls around was a huge part in me growing up as an adolescent. It, it shaped who I am today, and so having girls around, I mean, I can't even imagine being a 13-year-old boy going through puberty now and having girls around with me while I'm trying to, uh, you know, do all my merit badges and camp and earn my ranks. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Exactly wouldn't work. right. So why do you think the Boy Scouts, why do you think the Boy Scouts did this? I think one reason is because they are having declining membership. Um, and so it's a way for them to get more members to join the Boy Scouts. But, you I know, think this is going to do the opposite. I th Well, exactly. You have lots of people drawing out uh, from the Boy Scouts. People really don't like this move. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really backfired for them because they were trying to get more members. Um but I think, you know, in a lot of ways, like I said in my video, is that they're caving to the radical lefts. And I uh, listened to what you said with uh, Paul Kengor, is that was his mm -hmm. name? Oh, yeah. Where you guys were talking about his article. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's the agenda that the left has had for, you know, 100 years since the Boy Scouts was started. So, I mean, they have officially caved into what these, you know, communists, real communists and the radical left has been saying. So, so I, I read a story a couple of days ago, um, yet another uh, feminist, you know, uh, women's gender studies person uh coming out and saying that boys have got to s stop and they've got to be more feminine I, I, and the thing i thought of is i don't know the women that want to marry those people um uh, they you know women want a man oh yeah to be a man not a boy not more feminine a man uh, in all the good sense, on, on top of that, you, you look at all of the hero movies where, you know, somebody male, female doesn't matter, been taken hostage or whatever. They don't want the no hero is is the one who comes in and says, now, wait a minute. Tell me about your childhood. It's a man that comes in when there's trouble and he takes care of trouble. I, where are those where are those boys going to find any role models? Well, the rise of the beta male, basically, as we're calling it, and soy boys is another way that we've referred to it. Is uh, it's a horrible thing. I mean, it was on the cover of Vanity Fair, I think it was, with the the guys in uh, Silicon Valley, and it was like mm -hmm. the rise of the beta male. Like this is some sort of good thing. But these so-called feminists, they don't even practice what they preach because all of them are dating you know huge biker dudes who uh, are more manly than anyone else. You know, mm -hmm. so they say that they want feminine men, people to be more emotional and not manly, but in reality, that's not actually what they want. And they know that that's not what women want. Um, and a lot of these women, it doesn't really even matter for them because a lot of them are ending up 
alone, 45 years old. And, you know, a lot of them I don't think are very happy. So. So um, tell me about the response on the death threats. Yeah. So the Boy Scout video, I mean, it was it, I've never received so much hate on something. You know, I came up and uh, was very didn't have any views on my videos about six months ago and and started really quickly and uh, really started blowing up with my videos. And it was crazy to see how just, you know, vile people can be on the Internet. And uh, I'm sure you know exactly. <laughs> I know not only that. in yeah. the internet, but in real life, too. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, the comments were saying, like I said, you know, revoking my Eagle Scout, uh, horrible threats to me, and, um, you know, saying things about family and all these sorts of horrible things that it was just because I was having a difference of opinion to these other people. And I think, you know, the internet has a ton of great things about it where you can reach millions and millions of people just like that and you can get a message out just like this Boy Scout video, but it also has the power for people to just, you know, go on and say horrible, horrible things, you know? What's happening to your generation? From your point of view, I think millennials get a bad rap and some deserve it. Others don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like any other generation. There's good and bad. Mm -hmm. What is your viewpoint of what is coming with your generation? Well, I think that in the universities, I mean, they're being taught by communists. These uh, very far left uh, professors and the administration are all so far left. And, you know, it's hard because it's not these millennials' fault. It's not their fault. You know, they're being taught these things. They're indoctrinated. And it's not their fault because they have never even heard a different point of view. So it's really up to conservatives and people who are willing to have a free dialogue to talk to these millennials, talk to these gen... uh, these new generation was Gen Z that's below mm-hmm. the millennials talk to them and say, Hey, you know, I know you've never heard a conservative value before in your life, but they're out there. And so that's, you know, why I work for PragerU and why I think it's doing yeah. such great work because, yeah. you know, the videos are reaching millions of views and uh, reaching millions of people. And people always message me and they say, you know, I didn't even know that these kind of ideas exist, right? They've just been told the same values. I remember when I was in high school and I was taking AP us history and we read, um, People's History of America, the Howard oh Zinn one, gosh. the Howard Zinn one, and that yeah. was just regarded as that's the ultimate truth. And I didn't know any better. You know, I'm a sophomore in high school. Oh my god, I was pretty apolitical back then, so I had no idea that there was a different point of view than that. I thought that this was just the ultimate truth. And then you go into college, and it gets even worse for these students. And so they've never heard a different point of view. So the way that we have to reach these students is on social media, and you know any way that we can that millennials are, they, are into are they hungry for it if you approach them right oh of course they are they definitely are i mean look at what jordan peterson is doing i mean he's it's reaching amazing. he's reaching people like i've never before seen yeah you know and it's because and it, he's not talking about um he's not talking know, about politics he's not talking about politics he's talking about you know innate human yeah. beings and their emotions yeah and it's reaching millions of people and he's, people love his message he is talking about big principles yes this internet this um uh intellectual dark web Mm -hmm. is the movement i've been waiting for forever where people can get together who have wildly different opinions commit to their friendship and say you know you're a decent person i'm a decent person we just disagree and but they're having real intellectual discussions that nobody's having did, have mm-hmm. you seen jordan peterson in concert yet with dave rubin i haven't but i was just with dave rubin a few uh, yeah. about a week ago and he was telling me about it, it sounds amazing I mean, they're packed crowds it's like a rock and roll concert with these people it's what's crazy about it is i'm a pretty well-read guy 
Uh, and, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm no dummy. And for literally the for opening 15 minutes, I'm 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 like squinting, listening to him going, OK, 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 okay stay focused. What the hell is he talking about? Stu, do you felt the same way? First 15 oh, minutes. Yeah, of, I had no idea who he was talking about for yeah, a good chunk I mean, of it. You're like, you're you're <laughs> really struggling to understand because he is so smart and he's not talking down to you. He's not going to take shortcuts or talk down to you. And so he just, you know, just assumes you're on the same page you're coming along with. And it was a packed house of young people uh anywhere really anywhere from my age down uh and they were all i think feeling the same way and really trying to learn this is not a if you're going for populism that's not the way to do it Mm -hmm. you know yeah what i find so crazy is just the amount of hate that he gets because you can look on the internet anywhere on any of his videos or anyone up re-uploading one of his videos or anything that he writes and the amount of people I've never seen it before in my life who say, Jordan Peterson, you have saved my life or you have done so much good for me with the things that you've said. And he can still get so much hate from the mainstream left and just mainstream media in general. That so blows my mind. They don't listen. They don't. They don't listen. Nobody is really listening. They're not listening to the people and they're not listening to what these people are saying. Have you have you followed at all uh, what... Uh, uh, Brent Weinstein, uh, Weinstein and his wife have gone through at Evergreen University. I haven't. What is, oh, we're, we're going to have him on in, a, in hopefully in a couple of weeks. It's incredible. He is a lefty, a hardcore lefty mm-hmm. um, who was a evolutionary biologist. OK, he says, I mean, there's not a lot that we're going to agree on. I'm guessing mm-hmm. I agree with everything that he has been saying. And what happened was he wouldn't toe the line. And he said, no, that's scientifically inaccurate. I'm not going to say that. It's scientifically inaccurate. He went from the, the, the most favorite professor on campus to having to teach his class off campus because he was told they couldn't protect him from the students anymore. It's crazy. They'll throw you to the dogs in a second. Oh, I mean, they'll amazing. turn on you like nothing else. Yeah. You know, I've had friends from back in the day who, you know, used to be great friends of mine, uh, people who I used to work with, you know, back when I was in high school and college and just they've seen what I've done now because I wasn't so political before. And, yeah. you know, they definitely don't like what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, um, we'll stay yeah. with big ideas. Will trying to stay with big to. ideas. Congratulations on the video. If Thank you haven't you. seen it, um, y- you um, you need to see it. Uh, Prager University um, slash uh, Man on the Street. Uh, also, you can go to the, uh, you can follow him uh, at Twitter at uh, the Will Wit, W I T T. Will. Yeah, the video's on uh, Prager.com under bonus content. Great. This one. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. All right, we're going to give you an update on what has happened with the uh, president of the IG report coming up in. Uh, just a second. He's also been sued today, uh, the president uh, and his foundation uh, by the New York Attorney General. It's surely no coincidence that he's been sued on the same day the IG report is coming out. Surely there's... And which one will garner the press? Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> it's his birthday today, by the way. 
FBI has issued an urgent request to reboot your home or your office internet router right now uh, uh, to help disrupt a massive foreign-based malware attack. Hundreds of thousands of routers have already been compromised. The, the malware is called VPN filter, and it can collect information passing through your router. Compromised routers can put your privacy and your security uh, of all of your devices at stake. There are a ton of threats in today's world, and that's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now includes the power of Norton Security for added protection. Now, LifeLock uses the proprietary technology to help protect against your identity theft, like information being on, uh, on the dark web. And Norton protects against all online threats, like ransomware. If you have a problem, they have the agencies that are going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can stop all you know cyber threats or prevent all identity theft, but LifeLock with the new Norton Security can uncover the threats that you might otherwise miss. Join now, and for the first year, get an additional 10% off the low starting price of $7.99 a month, plus the sales tax. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code BECK, lifelock.com, promo code BECK. Hey, uh, join me right after the radio show in about uh, about 30 minutes from now. Facebook Live. I'm going to take you uh, behind the scenes uh, of the latest hands-on history episode, Truth versus Chaos. Um, these are little, it's a series of, they're less than five minutes long. Um, and we would really like you to watch them and pass them on. Um, it's the truth of history through objects. Hands on history. I show you the objects uh, and tell you, you know, how this affects history. And today it's truth versus chaos and how how chaos is caused by taking the truth and putting it on the edge, just kind of spinning it just a little bit. Uh, and uh, and before you know it, you don't know what's true or not. And we take you to Japan and show you the actual leaflets that were were dropped uh, from the Americans saying, hey, we're going to drop bombs in one of these 10 cities. Get out, take food with you because food and water is going to be scarce and get your families out now. We have an incredible bomb. Please leave the area. Facebook, Truth Versus uh, History and Hands-On History. Glenn, out today. back, Mercury wasn't too long ago that Glenn and Tanya were trying to sell their house and it wasn't going all that well. Uh, you know, it's tough because especially if you're out of state or if you need to do, you know, you're, if you're moving with a job and you need to sell your house quickly, you need to make sure that you're maximizing your time to maximize your result. This is the most important financial transaction you're probably going to ever have in your entire life. Better do it right. That's why Glenn and Tanya started realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, they personally were frustrated trying to sell their home and wanted to find a way to make this easier for people. There's got to be a better way. A home is usually the biggest investment you'll ever make in your life, and you need rock-solid advice because if you screw up buying or selling a home, it can have financial impacts that last for many years. Realestateagentsitrust.com. There's 1,200 agents on realestateagentsitrust.com. They're screened, and they're ready to do the best work they can for you. If you need to sell a house fast and for the most money, go. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Real 
Looking for a great Father's Day present? Then bring the whole family to the Rights and Responsibilities Exhibition presented by the Mercury Museum. Take a glimpse of what the world was like before men had rights and tyrants rule. Join us Father's Day weekend, June 15th through the 17th here at Mercury Studios in Dallas. Get your tickets at mercuryone.org slash museum 2018. We go to KC in, uh, are you in Seattle, KC? I'm actually in Kent. We've talked before, and I'm going to be glad to come down. I've missed these before, and I have a book to go along with the book you have on the last men of the revolution, which has my fourth great-grandfather in it, who has a connection with one of the greatest presidents of the United States. Which president is that? Ronald Reagan. Really? We have some great Ronald Reagan. We have some great Ronald Reagan stuff that'll be here uh, this weekend, and I can't wait for you to come down. I'm glad you were able to make it this time. Yes, I. As soon as you announced it, I got the tickets that night. As soon as your website was on. Wow, that's great, Casey. We look forward Uh, to. Go ahead. the The connection is Jane Wyman. You are related to Jane. I'm related to Jane, and my great-grandfather's sister was uh, Jane Wyman's uh, grandmother, and mm. that goes back to Alexander Milliner. Wow. Uh, Casey, Pretty thanks cool. so much for sharing. We'll, we'll talk to you this uh, weekend. Uh, I hear so many people saying, uh, every year I say, I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to miss this, and you know, i got to wait mm-hmm. for my finances to be a little bit better. I, I hope your finances are better. If they're not, we're going to do something online for you, um, so you'll be able to see it from home, but... Uh, we, we want you to be able to see it one way or another because it's great. Uh, opens tomorrow. Get, you, get your tickets. I think I'm related to Casey because my grandmother's mailman's friend, mm-hmm. best uh, uh, best friend's uncle. Uh, no, not was, the uncle. If I remember the story you're telling, it's well, your uncle's it's the best uncle man. On the, on the married side, uncle. So it's not by blood, but it, you know, still there's right. that connection. It was the best but, man. Yes. It was the uncle who uh-huh. was on the, on the married side. Right. His best man who was. Actually walked by Jane Weinman's house. That's once. amazing. So, um, not, that's not amazing. Jane, not, not her main residence. Not her main residence. No. But right. And not that, the Jane Weinman. No. I, but no. it was a Jane Weinman. Yeah. You spelled so that, a little bit differently, yeah. but still. Yeah, it was this, was w- this was W-I-N-E-M-A-N. <laughs> yes, and it was yeah. J- N-N. Two N's. At at J- yeah, it was J. Weidman. Yeah. Uh, it was a man. It was a man. <laughs> but we're not here to judge male or female. But because I mean, they're exactly the same. Is that uncanny, though? It is, it uncanny. is uncanny. Wow. Right? Incredible. Okay. Right? Incredible. So, all right. So, two news stories come out. What a surprise. <clears throat> the New York AG comes out with a lawsuit against Donald Trump today. Yeah, a uh, real shocker. Um, the Keep same, it real short, because I want to get into the other report. One of the main accusations in there is that he used... Uh, Trump had a dispute with his with Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. with his private business. And to settle that, he used $100,000 of charitable money from his foundation to settle it. You know, I can't do that. Um, right. Whether it's a big deal or not, or whether it's going to blow up at anything huge, I don't know. But Are, uh, are we positive it's, it went down that way? I mean, I mean there's proof of that on his uh, on his stationary, stationary and in his, in his handwriting. I mean, he mm. definitely he definitely wrote down that he was going to do it. Whether that actually, you know, whether the donation uh, went no, through there's, there's, there's photos of him making the hundred thousand dollar big check presentation. But, so he so he did so he did do it, but, but you know, <laughs> did he know about it? I don't know. But I guess you know what? Can I, fall back I am to not going to make excuses for. I'm not going to make excuses for him. Um, but I do want to ask the question: If it's his money. And I just don't understand why it's like this. If it is, if, if the, you know, the Glenn Beck Foundation mm-hmm. 
uh, and I'm the I'm the foundation, uh, and I decide to put money towards what was the cause? It was uh, well, the Glenn Beck pro- the Fisher House. Where did the Glenn Beck Foundation money come from? Though? Did it, it come from, from donations or did it come no, from if you? It came from me, and that's yeah, what I want to know. Different. If this is if he's receiving donations, then it's wrong. Yeah. If he's not receiving donations, it's just his money. It may still be wrong and illegal, and he shouldn't have done it. But I don't know why that would be illegal. He doesn't get well. I mean, there's tax implications there, right? Um, yeah. But still, there more than that. He did. I mean, he definitely received donations. One of the things he would do um, over the years, he would receive donations from like the WWE when he would do events with the WWE. Instead of paying him money, they just dump him on a bunch of money into his his charity. Now again, it's the same thing, right? Why are they dumping a bunch of money into the Donald Trump? foundation well because he's doing work for them right like they're so right but and i don't i mean i don't i mean it's not like he paid off a a lawsuit i mean i would much rather i would much rather have a world where somebody who's like hey we're gonna sue you you know what you love the fisher house i love the fisher house how about i take some money and i give it to the fisher house you're not gonna get any money i'm not gonna i'm gonna not gonna get any money we're going to make this go away by just doing good together on something we agree on. I think that's good. Now, it may be illegal, but I don't know why, because I think that's good. Well, because the donations weren't intended for that purpose. If wait, 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 the Trump if, Foundation. But I think but, right. If the it's Trump his money, fa- it might be a little different. Yeah, I, don't I know. think I don't you're know. absolutely right. If there were donations, but if the donations were the WWE taking what they were going to pay him and put it into his foundation, that's not a donation. That's but, his donation. So let, reverse this, though. Why do it? Why do what? Why give it to out of charity? He certainly has enough money to pay for $100,000. Oh, I know. I, I if think there's this no is, difference, why right, would he do it? Right. I, I think this right? is... Like they're, they're, when this first came out, I said off the air, this is Martha Stewart. Why mm. would Martha Stewart do that for $60,000? Why? Why risk it? Silly. And it's the same yeah. thing with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Again, I don't know what the what the actual damages are here for something right. like this. And there's other things. They're obviously alleging a lot a lot more serious things than this. But the, the you know, this is the one that right. I mean, he blatantly did do this. Yeah. The well. question is is it serious? And re- and remember the flag, it was a dispute about how big his flag was. So I don't think his audience oh, is going to be like, oh, silly. gee, he was so patriotic. He had, I mean, it was a yeah. dumb thing to have to settle in the first okay, place. There is one other controversy, and then we have to get to the <laughs> IG report. There's one other controversy that came out today. I mean, you want to talk about the the, the media guns loaded. There is a, a a video, a propaganda, North Korean propaganda video that has come out. Have you seen this, Stu, or Pat? I, I haven't yet. No. Okay, so North Korean propaganda video that all kinds of stuff includes Pictures of Donald Trump saluting the North Korean generals. Now, he's returning their salute, but I don't think a president is supposed to return salutes. Not good. It's definitely not protocol. No, that's not good. I mean, if you remember uh, the... Where did that happen? In North... In in, in Singapore. 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 So North Korean generals were with him. We're show him the picture. Uh, show him the picture. Real quick. Uh, sure. We're sure it's not photoshopped or yeah. messed yeah. with in any way. Yeah. By the way, while uh, you're looking at that yeah. picture, will you pull up the picture of my office right now? This the Gettysburg Address just arrived. Wow. There's the box of the Gettysburg Address. It has to remain closed for uh, for 24 hours so it acclimates to my office temperature before we can open it. 
It's crazy the security on this. Thing. How do they even know it's in there? What if so, what if someone removes it like tonight? Well, you know, yeah. I asked. I said, "Was this left on the airport by somebody? Do we know? Is this brought in by strangers? How do we know? We don't know what's in there. Could be dogs in there. It could be a cool Geraldo's vault. Uh, yeah. What's really in the <laughs> Gettysburg address? Is like empty Cheetos wrappers. Yeah. Okay, so look at the picture. That's that's a disturbing picture. It if is. Obama would have done that. We would have oh, gone. Oh, you go ape crap. And we did, right? He bowed to and people. We yeah, this is really, and we did. This is really. And we should go ape crap on that too. Yeah. I will say, I don't. Shouldn't I, be doing that. I don't think. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like a moment of confusion when you watch the video. I mean, it, like. He, he doesn't, he doesn't know. know He's very uncomfortable in the situation. He Basically, the the, the North <laughs> doesn't know. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying this is an excuse. I mean, it's like he we're on a know. slip and slide. We just keep. There's oh, just look. so much stuff that he doesn't. I, know. I don't think he's hip yeah, to. I think we said the but same thing with Obama. Loved that. That's why they wanted him because he's not a politician. He doesn't know this kind I of stuff. I did We're, not say that about Obama we, when he was bowing to people, unless it was the Tampa mayor. <laughs> I think when he I, bowed I, to the mayor of Tampa, I thought that was a mistake. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was odd. Yeah, yeah was I odd. thought the other was a sign of submission. But I think, like you know, he's in. A, you, if you see the video, what happens is he's shaking hands multiple people in a row from North Korea. He shakes their hands. He comes up to the military, the guy, the military guy reaches his hand out to shake Trump's hand. Trump initially reaches out to shake his hand, but then the, the general on the North Korean side kind of rethinks it, I think in the moment and says, wait a minute, I should be saluting a president. So then he switches and salutes. Mm-hmm. Trump pulls his hands back, hands back and he salutes. <laughs> and at that, just that it's moment, just, awkward. just that moment, the North mm-hmm. Korean general reaches his hand out to shake his hand. So now it looks like the... Th- the still everyone's posting yeah. is which is wrong. Is, which is wrong. He's saluting while the guy's trying, trying to, shake to shake his hand, hand, which is not what had happened when you watch the video. Mm-hmm. However, you know, there's probably a protocol line, and I don't, you know, like I'm not the president of the United States, I don't know it, but there, you probably shouldn't be uh, saluting. No, North Korea, a communist, <laughs> a communist general that probably has spent a lot of his career rounding people up. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, because you could see there's people that you. <laughs> It's tough. I, <laughs> so bad. Every, it's tough, man. It every is. day there's so good bad. and there's bad. Every and day. Every day and you're like, this is so good. And then you're like, oh, oh that's so bad. No, because, why? I mean, look, you I, I, if it ends the nuclear issue, you're like, well, I guess well, you it do did. it. It's already ended. Oh, yeah. It's already yeah, over. There's right? no threat. There's, there's no, no threat, threat anymore. anymore. He removed the threat, right. which is great. Which is great. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you know, you you recognize some of the people he's shaking hands with from all the propaganda videos and all the videos you've seen over North Korea over this time. These are people whose hands have literally killed people. Yes, he's shaking right. the hands of people who have murdered multiple people mm-hmm. and are responsible for millions yeah. of deaths. And, again... What do you do? Nixon went to China. What do you do? If These you, things happen. and it's Somewhere just, along the peace a, process, that has to it's occur. It's a dark right? part of the job, I guess. It's just uh, really t- it's tough the hands to watch. Of Khrushchev. Yeah. yeah, it's just tough to watch. I mean, you know, yeah. Reagan did it. And Reagan met with, uh, you know, brutal people from the Soviet Union. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's part of it. It's just, man, it's it turns your stomach a bit. It does. Okay. Um, we didn't get to the we didn't get to the IG report. Um, because the, we we don't have the, it's not actually out yet. Yeah, we don't have right. anything but the media response, and I don't want to work off of the. I don't want to work off of what the media just said. Mm-hmm. For instance, we just saw it with that picture of Donald Trump saluting the North Korean, and it looks like yeah. yeah, it looks like he's saluting him while the guy's trying to shake hands. That's not what happened. I'm not going to go off of speculation until we have the actual report. Right. We have, we have only the media reports. The, the way it's supposed to come down today is that they're going to preview it to Congress first. 
So I don't know if the leak came from Congress to Bloomberg and other sources. Probably. Uh, whoever had a preview of it has leaked it, but it hasn't come out officially for the uh, public consumption yet. But it is interesting. This is what they must. Be. I mean, the, the media is prepared for something horrible. It is interesting that they're focusing today on still on the North Korea. Now the salute. And uh, and <laughs> even more importantly, that the New York AG selected today. I'm sure it's just a coincidence uh, selected today to be able to give. Uh, the media something else to talk about except that ig report all right pat we'll talk to you Thanks. in a little while thanks so much pat's going to be on uh with the uh, pat gray radio roundup that's not the name of the show it's pat gray unleashed appears on the blaze radio and tv networks mm-hmm. uh, that you uh seem it to is, have some connection to if you've never seen his show i haven't either but i understand <laughs> it has there's puppets involved and uh, it's a it's great for the kids. Most of uh, what you said is completely untrue, except for the puppets. He will have puppets. Today. Okay, so that's uh, coming up today. Just a few minutes. Hiring is really challenging, but there is a place where you can go, and hiring is made much more simple. It's fast and it's smart. Place where growing businesses connect qualified candidates to one another. If you are a growing business, oh heck, this has been used by Fortune 100 companies. No matter what size company you are. The place to go is ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they didn't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each single one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter, so effective that 80% of the employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. This is why ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. The web address is ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Make sure you add the Beck uh, to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That way you can try it out for free. The smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Welcome to the program. I'm going to be uh, continuing the broadcast here on uh, Facebook Live in just a few minutes. Right after this broadcast, it's going to go right on to uh, Facebook Live at uh, Glenn Beck. Um, I want you to, uh, um, we, we just released today a new hands-on history, which is really great. You can watch that video, uh, and then I'm going to take you behind the scenes and, and show you behind the scenes of hands-on history, some, some more amazing artifacts. Is history willing? It's kind of... no. No, hashtag me too. Because uh, I was going to say, uh, I know hands on Bill Clinton and, has said we have had some major developments in what you can do to somebody against their will. Yeah. Are you no, putting your hands is, on history and I it's am, okay, and okay history with that? Is, no, a lot of history is not happy about <laughs> it. But, um, okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, this report comes out about Donald Trump at 2 p.m. That's Eastern, Eastern time? Yes. So 2 p.m. Eastern. So we are going to be studying up. I don't want to react to this on media reports. We want to read it ourselves. Um, but there is... Uh, there has been a development. The Republicans are apparently asking for the drafts now of the document, which means we think that the Republicans are looking for, well, they dismissed this, this and this. Uh, so it may not be as knockout as uh, as promised, but yeah, we don't know. Initial reaction seems to be uh, it's not as overwhelming as was expected. Uh, and maybe that there was some editing done to it. I would say the defenders are are pulling that out. I don't well, know. They've the never evidence. done any kind of 
The Justice Department has never done any editing at all, especially when the Clintons are involved. We know that that's possible, right? So yeah, I, I, I want to see the evidence of it, of course. And, you know, anything, we, any time we can have more information, it's, it's, it's better. It's better. It's that. better. Yep. So um, we'll do that uh, tonight if you happen to be watching uh, the uh, program uh, for News and Why It Matters at 5.30 Eastern Time on the Blaze TV. Also, don't forget that special tonight. Yeah. Starts at 7. Yep, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and it's a three-hour special, The Truth on the Soviet Union and Socialism and Communism. It is... It's, don't, do not watch this with your young, tender kids. Uh, the Soviet Story premieres tonight on The Blaze. The Truth Unfiltered. Tonight on The Blaze TV. Glenn, Sign up now. Back. Mercury. 